Welcome to the RW Plus B Podcast. You ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third nuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. Welcome to the first episode of this show that I've been able to put together a while now. There's been a few setbacks. Uh, since we last spoke, I have had more loss, more death in the family, everything that comes with that. But we're not here to talk about that. Though I would like in future episodes to um, to cover some of the bullshit that went down with that, specifically to call out hospitals and staff members of such facilities. No, let's just jump straight in. At the um, start there, you heard a protester calling out AOC for being the fake progressive that she is, the sellout that she is. Because just a reminder, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binaries, if you try to change a shark from the inside, well, dumbass, you're just getting eaten. Now, not enough people are calling out the AOCs and just the public servants in general because it's taboo now. We've all been told that we have to file it in line. And you get two choices, and you will be in those two little groups. And to step outside of it is just complete and utter disaster. It's not allowed, right? Of course, that's where most of us find ourselves, but... Have you seen in Texas where the schools are wanting to send the kids home with DNA kits? The claim is that it could make remains easier to be identified. Of course, the percent of unidentified bodies at the hospital where this type of thing is typically handled um, I mean, it's, it's in good form. I, um, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, and if there are any, it's a very small percent, but the amount of times that they've been unable to identify, I'm sorry, it's, and how long do these tests take anyways? Like, they're, it, it, it's basically like most things. Is it corruption, stupidity, or both at play here? Because something's going on. Back to the protester. Things that don't get called out enough in general. Like, 
how much we have been funneling straight into Ukraine just for the sake of a proxy war, just to give more and more money to people that truly don't care. We're just bags of meat, right? Spendable cogs. You can't spend a dime when the entire planet's been destroyed, though. We're supposed to celebrate a, um, a guaranteed victory for Ukraine, basically. Kershaw, one of the first areas that Russia really took over. When you look at the commander on the other side, though, of the invaders, and you see what he's done in Syria, basically this is going to just get far bloodier than it already is. Escalation, though, is to be expected, though. And to not call for such things, to, well, that's to be condemned right now, too, right? Of course, Russia, led by the dipshit Putin, they can't even define the national boundaries at the moment. And the state TV propaganda networks they have over there are pretty much explaining how bad the situation is in that specific conflict that I just mentioned. Now that seems like reason for liberals and anyone that has the Ukrainian flag right now and all their little neo-Nazi symbols plastered on their car, like the one I saw here in upstate New York recently at a little diner, um, a lot of them think, well, that's even more proof that this is a victory. But no, if they're broadcasting it, and the way they are, well, even recent history shows that things are just about to get far worse because they will use this as an excuse to get even worse. We are fighting Russia to the last Ukrainian. You know that, right? And of course, don't dare call out Israel. You'll get fired from your cushy, cushy uh, little job the hill apparently and well every late night TV host is going to be very happy to have on the scandalous scandalous people from uh, from Israel to you know push their own propaganda lie about being in our in a uh, in our bit part of state it's been a very long day people I would edit it out but this is just more natural. And there's no freedom of the press on social media, despite the fact that in its current state, it honestly needs to be better maintained at least. Because of course you can't speak out in any fashion outside of neoliberal norms. You can be very, very progressive culturally, at least in most aspects. That's where it ends. Everything else has to be complete neo-lib. If not, you'll get canceled, of course, right? That's a joke in its own, on its own. Because the fact of the matter is, most of the people that want to push for such activity, you know, just basic 
liberals, people that pretend to be progressives. In 99% of these cases, it's basically just some idiot saying something stupid, and most of the population is, you know, idiotic at best. That's just the reality, and let's not sugarcoat things. The American education system is just a joke. Anyways, no, the fact of the matter is, if you expect something better, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it from Twitter and the Facebooks, because if you speak out outside of these ever-changing parameters, or if you slip up even, or if you have said something stupid five years ago when you were a teenager, like we all do, well, you're just not redeemable, right? Don't get me wrong. A lot of these people, when they put apologies up later, it's fake and stuff. I, I get it. But most of these same people that are pushing these, these fights and conflicts are the same that scream up and down that they believe that prisoners can be rehabilitated, that they deserve to vote and all that. And I actually agree with that. Because I believe people can change. To turn them into martyrs doesn't really do anything. It doesn't change things enough. And then everyone just feels like they have to further dig themselves down into their little holes. In the two-party system especially, or whatever little groups they want to throw themselves into. And it just keeps the culture wars going. Of course, that's just... That's just a distraction game. You have to rise above that. Let's move past all that. Um, just a heads up, by the way, if you are a podcaster or just have some help you can throw my way, I've been having trouble getting a call recording app with Android on my Samsung um, that actually works. I dug up some info that basically told me why that was. Uh, apparently, I can't remember if it was Samsung or Android. Um, either way, on my phone, basically these apps aren't going to work anymore because they've been made to where they're not allowed to work anymore. I have several um, episodes that I've had to postpone now as I try to figure out some type of workaround. I would love to go ahead and be able to push forward and get these recorded, but the only thing I've been able to think of basically was to attempt to record myself on my computer while I was speaking on my phone, you know, be a speaker phone, and uh, the quality was just awful just awful. I, I don't want to publish that. The few sites that host my uh, podcast that have episode zero, um, that's going to be the last episode, hopefully that's going to be that rough, um, that gets, you know, published, but if you have any advice, I'm all ears. 
Um, in the past couple of years ago when I was a campaign manager for a uh, Texas congressional candidate, I, um, I mean, I could go back to Zoom like I did back then. Uh, I was trying to avoid that, though. Not as many people would be, I don't feel, um, as comfortable using such a thing. The phone call thing just seems easier. So let me know. All right. Let's move into some less depressing stuff, perhaps. Some more entertaining things. Here's an article I found on Science Alert. Headline is, Scientist Transformed Pure Water into a Metal. And there's footage. It goes on to read that pure water is an almost perfect insulator. Oh, uh, Michelle Starr apparently wrote this. Um, yes, water found in nature conducts electricity, but that's because of the impurities there they're in, which dissolve into free ions that allow an electric current to flow. Pure water only becomes metallic, electronically conductive, at extremely high pressures beyond our current abilities to produce in a lab. But as researchers demonstrated for the first time back in 2021, it's not only high pressures that can induce this metallicity in pure water. By bringing pure water into contact with an electron sharing alkali metal, in this case an alloy of sodium and potassium, free moving charged particles can be added, turning water metallic. I'm going to go ahead and watch the video now. Um, on sciencealert.com, um, Again, the headline is, Scientists Transformed Pure Water into a Metal, and there's footage for anyone wanting to find this. So in the video, it's showing like a dropper dropping water, and its consistency, you can see changing a tiny bit as it goes. And yeah, there are high enough pressures, pretty much any material could theoretically become conductive. Several different videos, or at least one, one additional video on this. If you like reading things that are way above your pay grade, and just, you know, finding out what interesting things are taking place in science right now, I typically recommend this and a few other sites, but let's spotlight this one for now. Um, and this was a fantastic article. Um, I've read it now, I guess, one and a half times. I, um, I'm probably going to be reading it at least once more, because um, there's someone I want to show. But, yeah, let's move on to another interesting one. How, how about that? Now, for this one, I am actually going to nature.com. Headline is, Ancient DNA Reveals Rapid Natural Selection During the Black Death. Human DNA from the Middle Ages reveals that natural selection occurred at pace in survivors of a bubonic plague pandemic, perhaps leaving their descendants at increased risk of autoimmune diseases. That one apparently is stuck behind a paywall. 
I selected one at random because it sounded interesting. But here's the good news. There's always workarounds. So I'm going to type in ancient DNA black death. Let's see what I can find. Here we go. Science.org. Way to go. Alright, and let's see. Anne Gibbons wrote this. Credit to her. Um, this headline is How the Black Death Changed Our Immune Systems. Medieval DNA suggests immune gene help protect against deadly pathogen, but may cause autoimmune problems today. On a drizzly, a drizzly <laughs> April morning in 2006, geneticist had a sobering task of helping sort 50 boxes of bones in the Museum of London's basement into two stacks. One contained the remains of people who died 700 years ago during the Black Death. And the other were bones from survivors of the plague who had been buried, buried a year or more later in the same medieval cemetery near the Tower of London. As Jennifer Clunk, then a graduate student at McMaster University, what a sentence so far, people, examined the remains, she wondered what made the two groups different. Why did some people die during the Black Death and others didn't? Clunk, now at Dicell Arbor Biosciences, I probably screwed up that first word, uh, but yeah, I remember thinking, other scholars have been pondering that mystery for centuries, but now, by analyzing DNA from those bones and others from London, Denmark, Clunk and her colleagues have found an answer. The survivors were much more likely to carry gene variations that boosted their immune systems to uh, Yersinia pestis, the flea-borne bacterium that causes the plague. One variant alone appears to have increased the chance of surviving the plague by 40%, they reported today in Nature. We were blown away. It's not a small effect, says Hendrik Poiner, an evolutionary geneticist at McMaster and co-lead author of the study and Clunk's PhD advisor. It really makes you think about how truly incredible the human body can be but how completely fragile it is, too. I feel like humanity in general, especially those at the top, have far too big an ego. Humans have only been here, modern humans have only been here for a tiny blink of an eye. This planet has had far more dominant reigns take place and has been around for so long. We have drawn imaginary lines on maps of a giant floating rock that floats out in space. When you put things into perspective, it makes it very hard to understand 
this ego, the belief that the climate crisis isn't happening is tragic enough, but the ego that it takes to believe that it is real, and perhaps even to be willing to admit that it's human that nature that's causing it, but to just believe that we will overcome it, or any of the many other things that we are doing collectively, at least that the top is doing collectively, the numerous things that they do to push us closer and closer to the brink. This ego is dangerous. And it requests that we all continue to stand divided. If you want to continue falling for it, go ahead. It can be far more comfortable, I suppose, in the short term, at least. Maybe you, maybe I, you know, might not even be here when things really get where they seem to be heading. But that kind of feels like the ego talking there too, doesn't it? I thank each and every every one of you that has tuned in to any previous episode, as well as anyone who has tuned in to this episode. If you would like to continue, um, stopping by for a listen hit subscribe depending on which little you know service you are listening to this on um, go to www.rwplusb.page the word plus spelled out p-l-u-s and if you want to appear on a future episode once I get this situation solved with call reporters. Let me know. All are welcome. Take care of yourselves. Take care of those that you love and those you meet. And have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you.